Minneapolis 911. What's your emergency? It's another episode of Minneapolis 911. Welcome to today's show with your host, the mayor of Minneapolis After Dark, L.A. Nick. And along with him is beautiful and hilarious co-host, comedian Hesley Ray. They'll be bringing you the 411 and 911 of our beloved city. And we're back. Another week of Minneapolis 911, all things Minneapolis, with my beautiful co-host, Hesley Ray. We are back, and I, we, you know, we were talking in here, a couple of things. One is, uh, one of our listeners, his name is Joe, I want to say thank you again to him for listening, because we were off for a little bit, but we didn't really announce it, and he noticed, because he's such a loyal listener, and people like yeah, him, the one, he the listens, one person. You know. <laughs> well, people like him is what, I mean, what we do the show, we do the show for people like Joe, who we need do something the show to listen for, to. We only do the show for Joe. You know what, Joe? This this, <laughs> this one and everyone is for you. Um, and thank you for saying I was beautiful and hilarious this time. You're looking we talking, really good right now. We were talking about that. Um, yeah. On a previous show, I did share that I have a long and um, tumultuous relationship with anorexia. Um, diagnosed at age 10. And, you know, have pretty much like on and off throughout my life struggled with that. I stopped drinking. I think we talked about that um, in April of this year. And I've I'm been... I'm proud of you for that, too. Thank you. I can't believe you've actually made it this far. Yeah, I can't either because it's like Cause it have, is a struggle. You, ha- you have twins. I have twins. <laughs> and I liked my wine a yeah. lot. And, and, you, so, and your ex-husband turned up gay. And my ex-husband is gay. And, you know, sometimes a girl needs a Boda box or two <laughs> to get through the night. So I gave up drinking after I gave up drinking. And to be honest, I was underweight. You were underweight. At this, t- at this time. When we first life. started the show, you were underweight. But I have gained 25 pounds And you know what? And she looks really good. Since, since April. So yeah. since I gave up you drinking. You actually have a figure now. And I feel, like we were talking, and I was like, I feel like what if I'm fat? Like Whatever. My, my eating disorder brain is like, what if I'm chunky? So I asked you, I said, if I ever start to look fat, because I know, I, I trust that you are going to be straight with me at all times, that oh, you're yeah, not going to bullshit you. me. No. And then I said, what will you say to me? And you'll say, <laughs> you fat. said, you're fat, ass. <laughs> you need to lose some weight. Fat ass. And so um, I'm feeling healthy. Oh, I'm, you look you look healthy. I'm at a good yeah. weight right now, and I yeah. I kind of wanted to throw out. Those. How tall How tall are you? I'm five seven. So you should weigh at least 145 pounds. 145 no, pounds. 135 because it's five pounds per inch after five feet. Okay, so 135. I weigh 128 pounds yeah. right now. So, so you gain a little, just a little bit. No, I don't. Uh, no, I think that like like this is a I, this it, is it, listen, I'm out of my comfort it's zone. It's actually it's it's actually all where you put it. Yeah. But I'll I'll say like upstairs here I've got some silicone uh, going upstairs on. Upstairs, you are. So <laughs> one day I had remember that day I wore a low cut shirt and you were like couldn't we couldn't even do the show. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're uh, well, anyway, the point is, um, well, there's two things that I wanted to say. One is I might be getting fat. We don't know. You're not getting fat. <laughs> And two is if anyone is struggling, alcohol, eating disorder, you know what? There's nothing drugs. Wrong with, there's nothing wrong with people that, that gain weight and get and are and are overweight. Yeah, I mean, being fat is fine for some people too, and like some people are more attractive 
being like a little like over what, like what some, would be some the people like of healthy. some people like if you go to some countries in Africa mm-hmm. that is the most attractive woman in you go there they are just in love with you because you're overweight large Marge is like yes Cindy Crawford no I'm serious yeah I'm dead serious so I mean but regardless like our culture is definitely not that yeah but our culture is fake and TV and superficial yeah and, and airbrushing and you yeah. know but but I guess my point is, you know, like I'm open about my struggles with uh, the eating disorder first and foremost, and then now living alcohol free. Um, this show is about Minneapolis, but it's also about real things like drug addiction. Like, yeah, you know, we talk about, we talk about yeah. your drug addiction, your former drug addiction and how you've lived your life, you know, the past seven years. Um, and we really want to reach out to people who I'm actually eight now. Eight years. That's amazing. Eight years so, drug free. Congratulations. That's amazing. Um, we we want to reach out to people who have a story to tell or who are are currently struggling. And you know, like I think that there have been points in my life where I knew I had a problem, but I was so ashamed that I couldn't I couldn't admit it to anyone. It's the I same. Just, same it's, it's the so, same thing with drug addiction. So like so so shame filled about it and. This is maybe a forum where you could, like, if you are having an issue, listen, we've been there. There's no shame involved. And maybe, maybe like, you just need somebody to tell you, you know what, like, th- this is what I went through. And here's first step on your way out. Like, yeah. first step is talking to someone. First step is admitting that there's an issue. Right. And that can be super scary. Yeah, it was But also really bizarre like in a bizarre way freeing like like saying it out loud for the first time it's so scary and you're you know you're so broken and ashamed but then at the same time it's like there's this freedom that came with it you know like that now it's out like hey you know oh well, I'm some, fat I think so. I said it <laughs> <I'm> fat. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about, I mean, that, that topic's over for now. We can bring it up later. Um, the mayoral race for Minneapolis happened. Uh, it did happen. We voted. I voted. I picked Nick. And um, not a lot of, not enough people did. <laughs> not enough people did. But not, you know what? But no, you know what? no I, one else did. I have to say, <laughs> I did get the most votes per dollar spent it's a fact <laughs> it's a fact so it's true no it's true so it's if, if you take the money so jacob fry spent a million dollars tom Hoach spent seven hundred thousand dollars or hawk or hoke i don't know hockaloogie all i know i did you know as i know is he spent seven hundred thousand dollars and we're both in the same position right now yeah 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 that's true <laughs> we both lost he feels a lot worse than you and do you know what he spent five hundred thousand of his own money Oh, he could have got such cool Half things with that money. Half a million dollars of his own money. And guess where he's at? Same place I'm at. So, well, you're a little bit better because you're sitting by a fatty. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine spending 500 grand and not winning. I no know. But I got, I was, listen, I was pretty impressed. I got 600, and this is pretty, uh, kind of a coincidence. So my lowest votes were, so Minneapolis has what's called ranked choice voting. So it's mm-hmm. you vote first, second, third choices. So my first choice, people who voted me their first choice, mm-hmm. I got 612. <gasps> what? Yes. That's a sign from God. I got 612. So my first choice votes were 612. 
That's super cool. It's pretty. It's pretty. For what? our out-of-state listeners, that's our area, that's our code. area code for Minneapolis. Yeah. So I got 612 for first choice, 800 wow. and some, 800 and some for second choice, and my thirds were the highest at like 1,000. I forget, 1,000 something. But Let's see, it was 1,612. I think it was 1,700 <laughs> or something, but whatever. It was 1,000 something. Okay. But I was pretty, 612 was pretty cool to get for. But, uh, yeah. but I got the most votes dollar spent because I didn't spend a dollar. Right. I didn't spend any money. And you did do, I mean, you did well. You were out of the country, like, for half of the campaigning period, which, you oh, know. I, I was campaigning in Poland. Yeah, you got the Polish vote. Um, and I think that, like, here, I, when you first announced that you might run, I thought that, like, you were shooing because you had all the local, like, Minneapolis business owners and bars and blah, blah, blah. But then it turned out that none of them lived in Minneapolis proper. That's, that, that's what hurt and me the so most. Yep. that bothered. So then I was like, oh, crap. Like, now I, I don't know if he's going to win. But it did educate me a lot on yeah. this, how the system works. And so I, you're going to do it again in four years. I'm going to do it again. And you're going to be not. But, but next time I'm going to really do it. You're going to not go out of the country. No, I'm going to really do it. You're going to stay in Minneapolis, no, I'm gonna really, and you're going to actually like take it seriously. I'm going to really do it. Okay. I took it serious this time. Not, I, was, I didn't do it for a joke. I took it serious this time. Just circumstances put me in, in situations that I couldn't help. But I, it wasn't like I did it for a spoof or, or a, a stick. I did it for real. Because, I know. Because you were I, serious I, I really, about it. Yeah. I really have solutions. And it, it, it kind of makes me not mad, but it kind of makes me a little mad that Jacob Fry actually stole some of the things that I I wrote and I taught him like having a a, 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 a 10 mile 10 block safety area of downtown yeah. which which I stole from a different city in Europe they have these 10 blocks it's, it's double fines double double penalties if you commit a crime in those 10 blocks yeah because you have to have a safe tourist area you have to and he stole that idea so he calls it the eight and a half block safety zone which mine was the 10 block safety zone you know he, so he changed the name of it but he literally took it word for word and everything he I didn't wrote. give you credit is probably what you're most upset about because no. you wanted it to happen regardless yes no, listen, listen i don't care i don't want the credit i just want it to happen it's sort of like you're mr miyagi and he's the karate kid but like then he never said thank you to mr miyagi and then too many people he said things to and he didn't call you sensei not once. <laughs> but there's too many people he said he'd do something, and he did the opposite. So now I don't trust him. I don't trust him either because um, you told me that stuff. So well, no, not just, <laughs> not, not just that. And, and he's he's an attorney. And his wife's a lobbyist. Oh. And he moved here. He moved here just Slimy. to run for city council. Now he's now he ran for mayor and won both back to back. And he, and this is what I don't understand. He actually won mayorship after he had the worst council. His 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 ward. Had the worst downturn. Yeah, because than any like, other word there the were so many more shootings and no, his, his, stabbings. He had the and... highest crime rate rise mm-hmm. and the highest rape rise in the in the whole city. God, but yet everything he's... got super rapey when he got into office, and then, um, you know, like, but but fourth ward is a difficult. But you know what? Well, that's Not third really, ward. He's in third, third ward, ward and. Fourth Ward is Third Ward's not difficult. Right? Third Ward's the stadium area. That's like gravy, man. And you got like the businesses that's, and everything that's that should be. That's riverfront. Yeah. That's all. The whole Third Ward's a nice oh, ward. Oh, Mayor Fry, you disgust us. I would say this. Okay, I want to know. Um, pre- I want to know from you, like, 
what are your concerns about him being the mayor? Obviously, you're probably happy that Hodges didn't get it. Actually, I actually I, I think I would rather, I hate to say it, but I would have took Betsy over Jacob only for one reason. She's a woman, and no. you like the ladies. Well, I do like ladies, but I think I think Jacob, even though he's a nice guy personally, I think he's only in this for one reason, to get on the national Democratic platform. Um. I, don't, I don't think he, he doesn't, and he's not invested in the city of Minneapolis. He only rents an apartment. He doesn't own anything here. Oh. He, he, he has no ties to the city. He moved here from Virginia six years ago. He only rents an apartment. He ran for city council one first year here. Uh. Now he's mayor. He has no connections, no ties, him or his wife. So they're just going to- You think he, he could give two shits. He just wants to get to D.C. He, he wants to get to D.C. Trust me, he, he, the first home he buys will be in D.C. Hmm. Well, I hope Jacob Fry buys a shitty house in Minneapolis to prove you wrong and, you know, something goes wrong with it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't wish the guy any, any ill fate at all. I did I hope, it for I, you. I hope he's successful, and I hope that he makes Minneapolis a better city. I just don't think he has Minneapolis in his best interest. All right. So you're going to go again. We're not upset. This was a test run for you. Like, you learned a lot. You're going to get back on your feet running in four years. So, you know, now for four years, we're going to be briming. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to start in two. I'm going to start today. <laughs> I'm going to start knocking on doors. And um, I'm going to start. I am really going to start in two years. Well, you know what? I'll start earlier. But in yeah. two years, I'm with you. I'm going to pledge today. Like In two years, I will be and out this there with time, you. This time, I'm actually going to raise money. I didn't raise money because I didn't want to take anybody's money. I'll give you $5. I didn't want to take anybody's money. and I didn't take a dollar from anybody because I didn't spend a dollar. I spent $500 of my own money to register. Mm-hmm. And then I spent $300 for yard signs. They only cost 300 bucks? Um, okay, so when we and come they, back from this break... they're going to be worth some money. So you to keep your yard sh- signs. Shush now. I have to talk. Um, when we come back, we have an awesome show for you. We've got Gabe Noah from Profession Confession on. And that is like one of my favorite podcasts well, he's to not here yet, to. though, is he? He's probably not here yet, but we also have Tevin Pittman of House of Comedy and the producer of Profession Confession. It is going to be an amazing show. You do not want to miss this. Uh, Keep listening. We'll be right back with Minneapolis911.com. Your remodel looks great. The dining room floor, the gorgeous plush carpet in the living room. Oh, and those kitchen counters are so perfect. I'm so jealous. I want this in my house. Linda, you can. It's easy. I just called Cap Carpet and Flooring and got a free in-home estimate. Then took my ideas to the showroom and Cap's excellent design staff went to work, helping me pick out the perfect style, fabrics, and colors. They really made my ideas come to life. At Cap Carpet and Flooring, we listen to your ideas. And from design concept to Cap's professional installation, Cap makes it easy for your design vision to come to life. Whether it's a remodel or a new home design, Cap helps our customers find the best products for their lifestyle. Hey, Linda, where are you off to? I'm off to Cap Flooring and Carpet. I got great ideas for my guest room. Hey, wait for me. Cap Carpet and Flooring in New Brighton. Stop in or call for an appointment today. 651-636-2617. 651-636-2617. Cap Carpet and Flooring, where design becomes you. Tired of the big box store? Hello? Is anybody out there? Had it with mom and pop hardware stores? OMG, it was just here last week. Want something just right? 
That's Beiswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store. At Beiswingers, we have it all. Power equipment, outdoor living, hardware, a place where neighbors help neighbors complete that backyard renovation, paint your home, or just let you know what food that cardinal in your tree wants for supper. Beiswingers, your local, larger neighborhood hardware store with more. 35 West North to County Road 96, exit 28A in New Brighton. And we're back to MinneapolisNoiWan.com. I'm Ellen Nick with my fellow Tessie Ray and Blue Felix rocking it out. Yeah, we always want to thank Blue Felix for their music. They got new they got new out new stuff out right now that's just blows your mind. No, it is really good. They are such an incredible mm-hmm. band. And really nice guys. Super nice guys. Yeah. I don't know. We them. need to have them on the show. That'd be great. Yeah. Why don't you? You know what we should. Well, okay then. Um so I said Tevin Pittman was with House of Comedy. Doesn't do that. You lied. Um, I just didn't know because I'm not, you know, cool. I'm a mom, and I just sit at home and look at the bottle box. I don't drink it, and contemplate my life. <laughs> it's a lot to contemplate. Yeah. Yep. It's a lot um, there. There's a lot there. Yeah. Um, so Tevin, you are now producing Profession Confession. How long has the show been? On. We've been doing this show for about six months now of airing episodes. We've been recording for about a year. We okay. really had to iron all the details. Some of our early episodes were not uh, the most fluid and streamlined, but we've gotten a lot better since then. So Yeah, so I've been listening to the show, um, and like we've got some clips of it. Um, Gabe Noah, who is the host and creator of the show, as well mm-hmm. um he is going to be on later in this show um and i'm super excited to talk to him because this show is actually really addictive it's hard to find podcasts that are like that i mean serial was obviously one yep. um and there are a few others that i could name that i'm like oh man like i once i started listening i was hooked this is one of those podcasts so Let's play a clip. Um, this one is about a heroin dealer who was on your show. And then maybe you can talk a little bit more about how you get these guys to be on your show. Cause yeah, it's absolutely. crazy. All right. Thing. Uh, she had gotten sober, like I said, for a while. And, uh, and I had to for a little bit. And then I started slipping up. And I, started her, I thought her sobriety was just so rock solid. I started bringing it around her again, the old lifestyle. On the 4th of July, 2013... Uh, a year after I'd lost my girlfriend, um, we're all trying to go to the fireworks, and I'm trying to get high, and I'm making us wait way too long, and uh, everybody basically leaves except for a few select people and my mom, and I'm trying to pull all the drugs together and pick everything up and all the money and everything, like something's missing, and I was like, fuck, we gotta find this, it would be unfortunate if an eight ball of dope went missing, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it would be enough to piss me off, and uh, my mom later on goes, oh, I found it, you know, and I'm like, cool, it's unwrapped, I don't fucking give a shit, Let's go. Dropped her off at home. Four days later, uh, this was the night that I first met my girlfriend, who ended up with her for three years. But uh, four days later, I'm on the way to take my little brother, who I had recently reunited with, to the beach, and I get a call at the SA on 40th and Lindale. Says this, I said, yeah, uh, and they said, you know, is your mother? I said, yeah, she is, and uh, they're like, yeah, we, uh, she passed away, and right away I'm like, fuck, I just dropped the phone and closed the phone threw it on the floor i was like holy fucking shit and they called back and i answered i said how did it happen they said heroin overdose and right away i'm thinking which motherfucker gave her heroin you know (laughs) and uh took a while for me to realize it was me um 
you know, luckily I didn't sell it to her. You know, if she had she just told me, it might have been different. But uh, then I got to call my little brother and tell him uh, to wait with my stepdad, who you know we hadn't been talking for years. And I say, is your stepdad is is home? And he goes, yeah, why? And he's a 16, 17-year-old kid. Why, 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 why? I'm like, just pull him out on the fucking porch and shut up. And I get there, and I walk up, and I said, stand up, kiddo. And he stands up, and I wrap my arms around him and tell him mom is dead. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And yeah, that guy was right here from Minneapolis back in the, I believe it was the 90s, one of Minneapolis's biggest heroin dealers. And Holy mom OD'd shit like that is all i can say about what i just listened to that was a minute and 15 seconds and i literally am speechless i don't i can't even say anything yeah and that's exactly what our reaction is while doing all those episodes it's it's a very organic feel but just the heaviness of hearing that story i think right i think right now we have we're at our peak of heroin overdoses there's there's one a day oh yeah every day it's an epidemic that's every day like i listen to dispatch you hear one every single day so the amazing thing to me, I mean, now like this, so that that clip in particular and the the heroin issue in Minneapolis is a hot topic, obviously, for, I yeah. mean, you bring it up and everyone's like, it's, you know, I mean, I hear it on public radio every day, too. You know what I mean? Like, this is an epidemic. This is something that we need to pay attention to. How did how do you get a dealer to be on your show? Like, nobody wants to talk about something like that, and especially not publicly. So I'm I'm assuming he was kept anonymous. Yeah, we keep all of our guests completely anonymous. Um, The heroin dealer, he was a former user. He had went to prison, actually, and got out. And we met him through another guy we had on the show, a counterterrorism agent. And he recommended that we go talk to him. And so we contacted the heroin dealer, or ex-heroin dealer, and got him on the show. But people love to talk about themselves a lot more than you would think. It's kind of yeah, easy to get them to admit something. It, it is kind of weird, huh? Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> you mean I get to go on, t- like or I get to go on radio and talk about myself for an hour? Sure. Sign me up. So what do you do? You're like, I mean, do you reach out to them on Facebook? Or are you like, you do like, hi, I'm Tevin Pittman. I used to do stuff at House of Comedy, but Hesley still thinks I do. Um, <laughs> anyway, I do Profession Confession now with Gabe Noah. You might know him from Stand Up Records and Growler and City Pages. And so do you want to be on our show? Please say yes. If you check yes, I will love you forever. <laughs> you love nailed it. Tevin. Emoticon, 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 hashtag rocking it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually the text <laughs> I send out to all of our guests that we have. I just... No, we, a lot That's of what people, I assumed. A lot of people will come up to Gabe after his shows or if we meet somebody out at a bar and just try to bring it up naturally in conversation. Um, a lot of people will refer their friends and say, hey, they, so-and-so has a great story to tell. And so we reach out, whether it's social media, people reach out to us through our website, professionconfession.com. And, yeah, we try to keep them obviously completely anonymous because there's some stuff we had a gang member on that after doing our show, a little bit later he got busted with a bunch of cocaine and went to prison for stuff that he was talking about. Not from our show, like per se, but that he talked about, and it was kind of a. I would think that gang behavior. That, that gangs wouldn't want gang members on anybody's show. No, so they they have to watch out for that. Yeah, no, we have we have a few gang uh, incidences that came yeah. after we aired a show that they had okayed us to air, and then they didn't like how. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Do get, you I wouldn't get, I wouldn't even go there. Like <laughs> no. I wouldn't even go there. I'd be like, you know what. Don't say what gang you're with. Don't say any of that stuff. Do you have a voice changer if somebody has a very recognizable voice? Like, oh. yeah, we do have the option. This is Hesley Ray, and then it'll be like, 
I have a problem with food. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we were able to change voices. Um, we'd like to change, if somebody's really sensitive about the information that's going out, we can change saying what city it happened in or things like that to kind of throw people off so the I, scent. I, I, know, okay. I know a lot of the, the drug dealers on Hennep and stuff, and they always ask me, hey, have you on your show? But Why I, can't we? I want to have them on the show. I don't know. And then I'll be like, oh, class and drugs. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, everyone. Um, so my next question is, like, you've got these people on the show. Do you ever have any, like, weird professions but that are normal, like a coroner? Yeah, we've had EMTs, paramedics. I think our most normal profession was a cameraman, a news cameraman episode. And we thought that well, what stories are they really going to have? But they actually had oh, the, they a, lot a lot of great, yeah, yeah, a lot of great stories, and people seem to love that one probably the most out of all of our episodes. Okay, people so, go up to cameramen all the time, like mm-hmm. trying to get on, get noticed, <laughs> get known. Before our next break, let's listen to another clip. This is about a dominatrix, I believe. Yeah, and this this clip is by far our most shocking clip. That is we this have. from here in Minneapolis? This lady, yes, is from. Her name is Amanda Wildfire. We can't say her name. She's. Okay. You can go look her up online and. Yeah, she's amazing. I can't wait. Um, probably the most insane session that I've ever done with somebody was, again, somebody who's very experienced, showed up with um, scars on his hands and his feet. Stigmata. He wanted me to, yeah, he wanted me to crucify him, okay. literally with nails. And he brought nails that he had sharpened and <laughs> sterilized he's on the floor like no, no 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 uh he had me build a cross what the manual fuck? labor why did and it take he, so long and he flew in from texas <laughs> and i had to make him carry the cross up three flights of stairs from the basement literally like oh my jesus God. Right, but it wasn't a religious thing for him. I have to say that it was Roman crucifixion. It was okay. not like a, a, a Christian thing right. at all. Okay, so if you're Christian and listening to this, don't get too yeah, don't upset. Get <laughs> I did it for him maybe half a dozen times. He would fly up from Texas, and since he had been doing it to himself since childhood, he knew precisely where to put the needle, the the nails. And precisely, you know, how to hold his body so that... Unbelievable. Right? Unbelievable. But after half a dozen times, uh, I decided that enough was enough. That was enough scar tissue. That was enough. How much blood comes out when you do that? Not a lot. Not a lot. What the fuck do you know, man? (laughs) It's bloody for sure. The guy is actually chill. (laughs) (laughs) But you'd think that it was this extreme scene, but to him it was something he'd been doing since a young age. So So after six times you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm just not interested. Like, I've done it. It's, you know, you survived. It's great. I, I love that you love that I did it for you six times, and I'm not doing it again. What do you charge for that? (laughs) <laughs> is that a personal question? That's, that's got to be a lot. Because that's intense. Yeah. What? Yeah. When when people have special personalities or unusual requests, the fee definitely goes up. Yeah, I'm saying no less than ten thousand. I'm saying that's ten G's. Yeah. yeah. I'm not. not I'm not. Is I'm not nailing you to the cross without. Is that twenty G's? Less than. And I want it's cash. A lot. It's a lot. I'd say five it's G's. More, she's nodding. It's more than ten G's for sure. I think. I think she feels she bad about it. herself, but I mean, five G is it's like less than five G. Bullshit. Per, per I would have hammered a nail to that motherfucker for five hundred bucks. 
What if she actually did only charge like a hundred dollars, and then after hearing them, she was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> yeah, higher." Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, all. yeah, that was shocking. Um, and how like, do you know? How do you know if she's telling the truth, though? She all of her because we did kind of think about that, but we have because that's she, pretty extreme. I, I even just, if she wasn't though, that's it's pretty a extreme. Weird, it? cool story. And she didn't lead with she didn't lead with that story, and we really had to kind of coerce it to get it out of her. She didn't want to because I mean that that you would go to prison for doing that to somebody. Like, you would? Oh, no. Actually, are you kidding? No, no I don't think so. Because if it's you a voluntary, yeah. no way. If it's a voluntary, no, no, you're no, paid. there's no such thing as voluntary assault or or, or, or suicide. Yeah, you there. can't you can't put a nail through somebody's hand and feet without going to prison for it. No way, dude. Yes, you. No way. Yes, you could. Yeah. I no, do it can't. all the time. You would <laughs> definitely get arrested. Trust me. <laughs> okay, so we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have Gabe Noah, the host of the show, and then. Um, more of Tevin Pittman, profession confession. Uh, this is yeah. We're gonna just get more deep and dirty. If I find out you're crucifying people, you're going to LA Nick prison. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Oh, don't worry about it. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon, the Twin Cities only Lanza Concept Salon. You want great hair? Join the evolution. Evolution Salon has everyday styles, event cuts, color, foils, makeup services, hip, cool, and oh, so stylish. Delivered by the area's top hairstylists that will make you look like a runway model. Finish off the look with great products exclusively from Lanza. You want great hair? Join the evolution. And experience hair culture at Lynn Lake in South Minneapolis. Look down the street. It's a car. It's a, it's a truck. No, it's Super Shuttle. Super Shuttle, the blue and yellow vans that pick you up from your office or home. Super Shuttle to the airport, corporate office, or a night on the town. Super Shuttle picks you up and takes you there. No more hassling with luggage or airport parking. Eliminate the expense of taxis, the traffic jam, or that creepy guy on the bus. Call Super Shuttle today. 1-800-BLUE-VAN. That's 1-800-BLUE-VAN. Super Shuttle will pick you up and take you there. We'll be right back with more Minneapolis 911. This is Bob Sansevier, and I would like to invite all Minneapolis 911 listeners to also listen to the BS show. We have new shows every Monday through Friday. We offer a great lineup of guests as well as entertainment, information, and a lot of fun. You can check out the BS show on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, or at our website at thebsshow.net. We're back, Minneapolis91.com. I'm Ellie Nick. I see you. I gotta step out to let Gabe Noah in the building. You know, I, I want to say congratulations to our buddy Tom Bernard, who get, got inducted in the Hall of Fame, Broadcasters Hall of Fame, and his birthday. And I had the pleasure of spending Friday night at his party. And a great, great group of people, great family. The Bernards are amazing people, and I wish them the best. They'll be in Vegas all this week. So check out the KQRS Morning Show live from Las Vegas. Maybe you'll find me on there someday this week. And uh, hopefully Hesley comes out pretty soon. But I want to let you guys know, you know, we 
do a lot of things on this show and a lot of things are negative a lot of things are positive in some people's minds but our show is about all things minneapolis the 401 and 911 of minneapolis and we are an opinionated show so a lot of people argue stuff and but i tell them hey it's my opinion you can't really argue somebody's opinion so uh just want to get that off my chest and we have Hesley and Gabe just walked in the studio, so we will get back on topic. I was a little time filler there. I am here. Can you guys hear me? Hi, yes, everyone. We can. I'm back. Um, so we've got Gabe Noah in the room with us now, uh, host and creator of Profession Confession, Tevin Pittman, um, his producer, and and Gabe. I I've, I do have a few questions for you. First, I wanted to kind of go into my history with you we met uh because we're both stand-up comics i met you doing a show um and kind of like had always like you were one of the cool guys like of the minneapolis comedy (laughs) scene (laughs) yeah and like i mean it hasn't gone away like I've, i've looked up to you um as somebody who hasn't been doing comedy for long you've been doing it longer than i have um and you know, like you're just one of those, like when you say Gabe Noah in this scene, you are in like the, the in comedy guys one and you're cool really kids. good and oh you're a good comic. So <laughs> really? that like for me, that's what I've always thought. It's like, holy shit, Gabe Noah. Like you're like, oh my God. And then this. Like, I work at a furniture store two days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, been on, be I mean, you've, is it in like the warehouse or actually the showroom? No, on the showroom. Oh, on the showroom. I in stand-up comedy world, you've achieved things that I crave. You know, like the city pages, the growler mentions, the, you know, the like you just just stand-up records. Um, for two mulatto guys who use the microphones as their dicks for about three hours straight. So that's why I'm late. So like, like yeah, I I'm said, like I said, you've been doing things that I crave to Kevin, do. No offense. Um, <laughs> so, so that's kind of like, like my opener for you is that you're a great comic. Um, you started doing this podcast when I first heard about it. You were, um, you were promoting it on Facebook, and you know that's how I heard about it. And I thought it was going to be more like like you had you were interviewing a coroner you know or like you like you yeah know, or we like weird weird but like normal jobs mm-hmm. and this is way cooler than that like this is like like you're i mean we've already listened to a couple clips but you've got heroin dealers you've got dominatrix you've got like you know i mean you've got people actually confessing deep seedy dark yeah. demons and it's amazing to me that you get those people to do your show. Um, and I guess my first question is then, like, how did this, like, what, what was the impetus? How did this start in your brain? Like, this is what I want to do for a podcast. I think just like Nick, I used to be, uh, I was a, I guess I don't know what drug, I think you're a coke guy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a heroin addict. And you're a coke guy? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I did that was LA, a lot of that, that was an LA thing at the time. Yeah, I was LA yeah. black tar heroin, yeah. so well, yeah, 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 that was in Hollywood right after or right after the cocaine thing. Yep. I went to, to, went to black tar. I got turned off by that because I walked into the bathroom and a girl was shooting up heroin in her nose, and I, oh, s- gross. And, I and I was like, 
I ain't ever doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, I never shot it. It looks uh, disgusting. I don't know. I was scared of needles. That's good. I think that saved me. Are you smoking it? Yep, yep. Smoking, smoking it. it, snorting it, if you could find the China White. But usually on the West Coast, it was all that black tar yep, heroin. Black so, tar. yeah. Yeah, this is a good radio show. <laughs> so, I like this, like, connection between you guys because yeah. you're both, like, nodding, like, like, it's almost like seeing no, you like, know what? like two it, older I, I, guys who like went to colleges. Like no, I hate oh, to say it. Man. I hate to say oh, it. Oh, you're a Harvard. But man. I hate to say it. It is like going to college. It is. It is. It's like going to freaking college, it's the man. Same you learn man. shit that nobody else is gonna learn. Right? Absolutely. No, you learn absolutely. a lesson that nobody else knows. I was seeking it out. Yeah. I was like, and, and I, was, I was gonna ask you. So since you've been through it, yeah. have you ever had anybody on your show that you go, this this person's a bunch of bullshit? It's, We've had that you just don't I'd believe their they don't believe their that's story. That's a good question. Because the you, you, know, the, you would know. You know the the the, the uh, uh, Oprah had that guy on that did that book. James Frey. Yeah, he was yeah. a total James fraud. Frey, he was yeah. a total mm-hmm. fraud. He made up all. He was never a drug addict. He was really. All, I yes. didn't know he made it all no, up. No, it wow. was all a it lie. Was all fraud. Okay. And I was like horrified because I loved his writing style. I okay. loved it so much, and so I was like, man, like why did he have to say? It was true. Why couldn't he have just published it as fiction? Because the writing style right. was so different and cool. Because so. he wouldn't have gone on Oprah without it, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he was a fraud. No, we had, um, I'd say the closest we've had to that is um, we, you know, we got into a little nest of gang members right away. Yeah, Crips. And we learned really quick. Uh, don't don't shout <laughs> out the Crips negatively. Hashtag Crips. They already showed up at my furniture store, for real. Oh, cool. Oh, no, not cool. <laughs> not cool. It was a Give bad us day. some free furniture. Yeah. No, they were mad. They, uh, wanted, they wanted something taken off, like, right yeah, now. Yeah, which we were adamant and talking about the fact that it's like, man, you should use your fake name. Don't use your street handle. Like, they can find it. Just, But we were brand new, so we kind of let them, you know, he just didn't care. He was in jail at the time on a work release pass coming to do it. So, so he was feeling invincible, and then it went out later. And, oh. and this is why I don't have. This is what you asked me why I don't have them on the show. This is why I didn't say gang <laughs> members. I said drug but dealers. But they're, they're all the drug dealers are gang members. Yeah, that's usually who controls it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's not independent dudes. But I mean, sometimes. I, but yeah, I knew that. Yeah, it. Um, but no, we had <laughs> we learned early on that anyone who wants to come on the show to be cool, you know, or to like talk about kind of like the comics that I opened up for. For this, mm-hmm. who love talking about how they get laid and stuff like that, like that's not funny necessarily. Right, mm-hmm. that's not what you're looking. Right, for. right. And these gang members talking about how they rob people and people look so scared and be like, "Do you ever feel bad?" You know, at how scared people look. You ease up, and go, no, <laughs> and they'd laugh and be like, "Oh, you're a monster." Yeah. yeah, we had yeah, a guy, yeah, yeah. we had a guy on this show who shot shot somebody in the alleyway behind Skyway there, and I don't know, I just. Uh, some of those people, I don't believe them, and some people, I just think they're, they're, they're a monster. Yeah, know? yeah, they have exactly. No soul. Exactly. So, I mean, all right. So, you've been doing the show then. Like, Tevin said, um, you've been, like, airing episodes for six months or so. How many episodes do you guys have up now? I know you're on Tevin? iTunes. <laughs> we, have, we have 25 episodes 25. up currently. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's, what's, what's the, how do you find it on iTunes? We uh, Profession Confession on iTunes, our website, www.professionconfession.com. Um, we're on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play. Just Google Profession Confession. Yep. And it's free. I don't, like, I was kind of surprised about that. So when I started listening to it, I was like, what? It's free. Like, awesome. And I was telling Tevin, this is truly addictive 
podcast. Like you, like actually makes you feel you better start... about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and it's just I mean Self-help. it's so shocking and like just you want I mean you want to listen to it. So so if I can say anything that people are going to listen to on this show is like please keep listening to our show Minneapolis Nine One One dot com. But <laughs> also you have to listen to profession and and Tom and our podcast. Of and course. Bernard, I'm up, I, guess, but, like, I think you guys one, have such an interesting. Co- when I heard that you guys listened to 911 calls, I was jealous. I didn't yeah, know that that was even an option. I thought that's well, so cool. Not an option. You start doing it now, we're going to be pissed. Wow. So I'll give you guys credit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got another clip. Um, this one is about a male escort that you guys had on, um, and I'm excited to listen to it. He was a was g- he, a, male, he a gay male escort? He was no. He was gay for pay. That's what made this one oh, fascinating because I could for the whole podcast. See, I can't is, wrap my head around that. Yeah. yeah, that's me. The whole podcast basically saying can't like, "Are you sure?" Not that there's Straight? anything wrong with gayness no, but like not. I love no, but, if you're not, but if you're not gay you're not gay even for money as a straight man like how much would it cost for you to like have a man's penis in your butt yeah. uh, I would say yeah. about a hundred thousand dollars in the me. whole but, yeah. <laughs> but you have a price see that I do every man me, has a price like, I, really? I don't have a price you, yes you uh, do you know what I thought that would be both of you guys have a price I don't think I do it for a dick in my mouth if there's a I'm sorry I just don't think there's a price with a condom on Half a million dollars cash sitting there on the maybe table. Maybe it was a hot <laughs> chick with a dick. It maybe be a hundred grand. I don't know why that's better. What if you had to be? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I have a follow-up. What if you had to be completely sober? What, uh, for what? To for do that. Dick? <laughs> for you to have a penis in your butt. In my butt. That's invasive, um, and I have a hemorrhoid, so that's a big problem. And for the me. hemorrhoid was a flaring up. One. Wow, on a, on my flare. Yep, on oh. your flare. I How would much? say. I mean, honestly. A hundred grand would help my family. That's low. Yeah, I'm not no, going but it's for you know grand. what? It's not low. It's realistic. I'll pay it. You're gonna tell me you're gonna walk away from <laughs> yeah, the we're gonna, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pay it. All right, let's I'll play it. it. Yeah, I don't know which one it. this is, but we're I got, like this. We're no, 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 we're gonna pay you a hundred grand. And I know this, I I got let's I got the it. perfect guy for you. Yeah, yeah. I got I, when I was at it's my ex husband. I don't know if you guys shout out gay bars in town, but I was at the saloon once. That's and, where. Uh, I, that's how I found out my ex-husband was gay. True story. Really? Yeah, she found him this. You know, no, Jakey Risty. Emmert. He's yeah, yeah. My, he's my. I know Jakey. Uh, he's my gay flirt guy. I love Jakey. And he takes us to the saloon. I like it because the guys are so nice to you. And, they buy uh, you drinks. Of course, mm-hmm. just it's nice to be wanted. And <laughs> he goes, "Hey, this is my friend Reggie or whatever. He has a 13-inch dick." And then who comes grinding on me later? Reggie. Reggie. Did he? Was it 13? I didn't feel it. I got the fuck out of there. Was it uh, worth $100,000? Would it have been worth it? Did he pay you no. hundred grand? No, to think that they'd, they'd throw the me butt. in the deep end like that. Okay, so let's listen to this this uh, clip here. I think the worst way I ever felt, though, was like, it was one of the, like, the few last times I did it, and I was like sitting there the next day, and I, I, I thought to myself, I was like, is this really like where you're at in life? Like, you're... And then, like, your dad calls you and wants to talk about fucking golfing or something. It's right. like, what the fuck? My mom, when she found out, like, what I was doing, because she was, like, convinced I was selling drugs. And I should have just let it run with that, yeah, honestly. You should have. But for some reason in my head, I was like, no, tell her the truth. And I did. And it's like, have you ever seen your mother cry for something you've done? Oh, are you kidding me? Times that times that like fifteen, <laughs> and then at a gig yeah. on a text to it like where it's like, oh, your your son is sucking off dudes for a living. You told her, guys. 
I just, you didn't have just, to do that. I mean, <laughs> right. you didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> so tell me back. <laughs> I cut you off. I shouldn't have done. I, no, I should not have cut you off. But when you were, you were saying there was the one that was like the lowest one where you're sitting there the next day and oh, you said, yeah. you're just like, yeah, what was that? I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh. Good lord, like this is where you're at in life. Like, yeah, it might be good money, but at the same time, it's like you're sucking off dudes right. for money. Good money. Legally, somehow, but not legally. It's just like that shady gray. It's illegal. They can like find you legally and like thou that is like legal, but then it's just like whatever you do behind the curtain is like for you. But right. still, like I sat there one day and I like I almost got religious again, <laughs> honestly. Like I believe it. I, I thought about praying to God, but then like I ripped that Band-Aid off long ago, so it's just like I couldn't go back to it. It's already healed over. Right. It's wow. hard to go to God and be like, hey, <laughs> I've been sucking dick. Sorry about all those dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Sounds like the noise when the guy pulls his cock out of your throat. Help. <laughs> 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 How much money could you actually? How much money could is actually somebody gonna pay him though? I mean, he was getting like at least kind of like five dollars, five hundred to two grand per visit, kind of thing, depending on what they did. But uh, now I know why Tevin wanted to play that clip because it's one where he had the funny line at the end. Tevin <laughs> was funny. Was, I know. I'm good for one. I'm good for one of an episode. I one think, per show. I think that guy is actually is gay. Um, yeah, he sounded gay. The most telling thing to me with it was because he and. By the way, he is genuinely conflicted. Genuine, like that's why I think it was a great podcast because mm-hmm. he, you could tell he's sort of in pain. He's in, he's a in war, a weird way. Yeah. But he, um, at the very end, he said something about this guy wanted him to. Because I asked what the craziest thing a guy's asked, and he wanted him. Some John asked him to suck his dick in a park, and he said, and I just did it because I thought it kind of sounded fun. Okay, yeah. you're gay, gay, sir. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. Well, not according to him, but I'm with you. Okay. Yeah. I'm on your side. Well, Gabe Noah, Tevin Pittman, Ellie Nick, and myself, Hesley Ray, we will be right back after this short break talking more about profession confession and getting more deep and dirty with these guys. Let's uh, see you soon. On the air with Ricky Rocket. Ricky, you just finished your farewell tour. What's next for the Rocket? The answer is simply. What? Simply self-storage. They've got it all. Both traditional storage for my amps and equipment to climate control to help control extreme temperatures, dust and humidity for my famous guitars. And talk about safety and convenience. Computerized gate access, 24-hour camera surveillance, and on-site staffing. Simply self-storage. Visit them today at simplyss.com. Their boxes. Ooh, you got it, you got it? I got it. I don't got it. Our boxes. <sighs> Perfect. Have reinforced sides and moisture barrier. Simply self-storage. We sell boxes. Find us at simplyss.com. You're listening to Minneapolis 911. We'll be back in a moment. It's about higher standards. It's about lower prices. It's about time. A car dealer treats you the way you want to be treated. Welcome to Star Auto and
40 years ago, owner Gene Dubois and his friends sat on his granny's front porch step and discussed cars. Matchbox cars. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. Yeah, this one is perfect. And 40 years later, they're still discussing cars. Only now, the cars have grown a little. This one? No, not that one. Look under here. That's damaged. See? This one instead. Cool. No one else would have seen that. And this one? Yeah, that one's perfect. How about this one? Fact is, anyone can sell cars. But to sell quality, inspected cars, you have to know what a quality, dependable car looks like. And when you've got Gene and his team and all that experience, you can't help but win. Star Auto and Truck Sales not only sells you the car, you also get friendly customer service and no-hassle shopping. And because these are hand-picked, quality, mechanically-fit cars and trucks, just like on Granny's Porch 40 years ago, you get honest value. Something hard to find in today's world. Star Auto and Truck Sales at StarAutoAndTruck.com. We're back, Minneapolis91.com, and it's kind of funny how our two podcasts kind of collide into the same subject matters a lot, and uh, you'll hear when we play our dispatch calls, it's kind of a lot of ODs, a lot of the same stuff going on. We could work together that way. Like, our <laughs> featured 911 calls could be your next guest. Yes, they Absolutely. could. They, 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 yeah. might, they might be your last guest. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'd love it. We, we, we got uh, a guy reached out to us. I don't know if you can say it. We've had one person who I said, my rule has always been like, I'm willing to listen to anyone. Like I've done yeah. some horrendous shit. Just like, not like to other people necessarily, almost all to me, but you know, I've done shit I'm not that, proud of. That like probably ripple effect hurt other people. Oh, of course, yeah. like family. Yeah. And I yep. think that's lower than necessarily like stealing someone's purse in a way. Yeah. You know, like, and. Um, I agree, you're horrible. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. We had this one guy who we met for a lunch dinner thing, and he was wanted to sponsor. And then he's like, "Yeah, and he's like a black guy, tattoos on his face, and all this shit." So he just looks, you know, you don't see that very often. I know, like who, I know who he is. You Do don't you know who it is? I know who he is. Can we say it? Tattoos. No, I wouldn't. Okay, I wouldn't, but I know him. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Okay, I know who he is. Yep. I. He's actually a friend of mine. Can I? Good. Can well, I know? Well, you know? Associate. I know him. Associate. I, 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 I know him. You know, not associate. Uh, you what do you call an it? Acquaintance. Uh, acquaintance. There you go. <laughs> Accomplice. <laughs> He's approached me multiple times. And yeah. Exactly. Uh, I don't know where this is going. Anyways, the one guy okay. we've ever. T- <laughs> no, I didn't turn him down. I said we'd do it, but he wants to own the podcast. Oh, that's not cool. No. So well, that, that, like, that's that'd be his option. style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his style. Yeah, that's what he's done. Yeah, that's in the that's past. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Okay, so. But he um, does know a lot of stuff. He does. All about right. a lot of no, people. Very interesting. And he's done guy. a lot of stuff. No question. We I, want him been, on the show. I mean I mean he's been in in the paper. I mean, there's been full yes, pages of Star Tribune about him. I mean, he's been busted for big stuff. I mean uh, one of the most ghoulish fucking things yeah, I've ever heard. Yeah, but yeah, 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 no, yeah no, no, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll tell Hesley the story. You know what? I'll tell her right now. I know him too well. So this guy's name's Ricky. He yep, he, well he, done. he had he he <laughs> had he had a big prostitution ring and uh so he started blackmailing his clients um, that were married and wealthy, or oh, one of his, so one of the, one sort of, his, of like that website one of thing. His, one where of his girls, like, so they let all the names out. So one of his girls did. So no, way worse. Well, way oh. worse. So way, way yeah. worse. And uh, so one of them ends up. He keeps getting money, getting money, and he keeps pushing, pushing. The guy commits suicide, <gasps> kills himself over it. Oh. And uh, so it was a big deal. It was a big deal here in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Downtown, man, right it in the city. Mi- and it he was, was the, the guy. The, did he like jump off? 
Oh, he did the garage? full they met at AA. And then he had her like, no, this is what you're going to do. You're going to have sex with her and record the, like, and they're going to film it. And they're going to get text messages and whatever. Yeah. And then the guy took him to, the guy who met the girl took her to dinner at Manny's the next night. And then Ricky shows up with his manila envelope in the picture and like, this is what we're going to do. You're going to give me $60,000. Which I'm on board with him, on, even through right there. Right there, I'm, I'm good with that one. Well, whatever. I get how that happens once. Right, sure. But he doubled it again. And then he paid and he said, no, 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 you got to do it one more time. And one more time. Uh, and one more time. And one more time. Until the, the guy killed himself. Like, find out that there's 60 grand missing, though, and be like, honey. You mean 500,000? That's what it ended at. Yeah, it was five. And now he's still driving around in, like, a brand new Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then if you look at his, like, social media, he's got uh, suits on and all this shit, like. Trying to look handsome. But you know what? He's, anyway, he's going to kill me he's, now. He's so. actually a nice guy, though. Well, yeah, he's a lizard. That's what they do. Oh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Ricky, why yeah. did you do that? Let's, um, let's edit so, that okay, out so we've he doesn't got kill a, me. We've got a call that we need to listen to. And then I, I've i got a, a lot that I want to discuss. We're running out of time, so we're going to pack it in. Let, let me just put this in. So I tried to get... I told Ricky that oh, if, he, if he put everything he's ever done out in public and told the story, I have no control over him. He would make more money than he's ever made. That's but he, what but we he told won't him. do it. Yeah. No, he told us he'd do it, but then he wants to own our podcast. No, help with the podcast. I told him I put him up with a national publicist to put a book, mm-hmm. write a book, and put it really do it big time. Right. He, he won't do it. He won't, he won't admit what he did. Right. To public. That's the, that's which the problem. Which is right. All right. Again, Hester. Sorry. Here's our nine one one call. Finally. <laughs> Information for Fourth Precinct to Squad to clear a sergeant to acknowledge a burglary in progress, 2503 Thomas Avenue North. A caller seeing two males attempting to break into this address. That's level one. And we're hearing information on this burglary at 2503 Thomas Avenue North. We have another caller calling this in, reporting two attempting to get inside the address, and another two looking as, uh, or another two standing in the street, uh, possibly lookouts. Uh, TC staying on the line with them. Two or three channel. Two or three channel. Four two four. Can you put the auto theft in the and we'll head toward the burglary? Copy four two four. Uh, both of the the two males that are attempting to get in are black males, seventeen to twenty three years old. One's wearing a red and white Nike hat and a windbreaker. Another one's wearing a black and gray jacket. Uh, is there a squad to back four two four? Able. Four six two. We clear shortly. We have to start with as well. Copy, thank you, 464. 44 around the block. Copy, block 12. And 424, the two standing on the corner, black males, uh, they're wearing all dark clo- colored clothing. And 961, Buffalo North. 424, right. Copy. And 424, it looks like when you arrived, the two males that were on the porch just ran back into the address. Two four two Squad 242, we have two at gunpoint. Copy, two at gunpoint, let's hold there until we get a code four. If there's anyone closer than 961-2503, Thomas. Copy, we got a white vehicle out here with one female. Copy, white vehicle, one female. There's still two at large, right? Negative, squad 242, two in custody. Fortifer, can you run 463, all rubber, dude? This is Copy, actually, four, two, four, you, this is actually one of the rare calls that somebody actually gets caught. Really? Yeah, yeah. Mo- most calls, nobody actually gets caught. They call all everybody involved in this. They rounded them all up. They got every one of them. 
Wow. It's pretty rare. It's pretty yeah. rare. Like, usually that does not happen. Right. But every single person in this one got caught. Was Ricky amateurs. involved right. at all? <laughs> it, <laughs> like, they'd be his people or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He owned them. Right. <laughs> okay, so we've got another one coming up here. This is a Washington Avenue robbery. This is assault. near my house. I think. And this is like you live at Bobby and Steve's. I live. I live not. I mean, that's right down the street here. Upstairs okay. at Bobby and Steve's right. Auto World. Um, all I right, live so like five blocks the away. The assault calls always scare me a lot. This one's this no. One this one scares me. Well, we've got a situation where we've got a, a party that's being assaulted by several with bats. Also sitting several times that they have got knives. They're Somalian folks. Um, I don't know their ages. We've got ambulance on site just standing by. Apparently it was a robbery of a robbery of person, and he chased him down, and now they're assaulting him again. Dispatching for a sergeant is getting several priority one assaults in the area. We've got 12th in Washington. 1515 Park, 15th and Park. Are they carrying around bats? Bats and knives. Did they say that the knife is in the bat? Like it's a... (laughs) It's like some walking dead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's scary. It's it's one for the podcast. (laughs) So... No, (laughs) Where are they getting the bats? Like, or do they just have them? The twins. (laughs) They just got out of the twins. They want the free bat day. This next call call is kind of... This next call is kind of funny. Okay, 4th and Marquette. What's right near my house. Right by Bobby and Steve's No, 4th and Marquette's World. actually closer to my Possibly house. Possibly a future like sponsor. This is literally like <laughs> two blocks from my house. All right. You got to move. I know. <laughs> you're, always, you're always like whining you're, about you're crime. Just man. move. Yeah. <laughs> whining about crime. Just move hey. to Dinah. There's nothing going on. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah, to, there's nothing to do. No. <laughs> that's the trade off. Uh-oh. Well, that's not our clip. Damn it, Robert. Maybe it would be cool to call 911 and just play a riff right into it. I'm being chased. Black male. Oh, okay. No, this is definitely a white crime. This is a white yeah. crime. No, it was a black male. Sure. You got it, it, no it, way. It, really? In the beginning, yeah, it says black male. It, if he plays it over, it says black male. Because like, they said they, that it's a white guy blackmailing someone. No, to, no, okay. no they said it was a thirteen-inch Avenue Fourth Street South gray male who is naked in the street, jumping on a car. One tenant, you could start for that EDP at Fourth and Marquette. EMS is staged for a code four for a male who is exposing himself. Uh, at one point, he was naked, and he was jumping on a white Cadillac that's parked there. But that's over now. <laughs> this call is pretty good, listen to I'll be out with a vehicle uh, that tried to strike me. Fourth and Mark Chet. The cop sounds drunk. Can I have a yeah. one ten and run for the EDP Hiccups. Minnesota 118, Union Charlie Mary. Copy that, he sounds drunk, right? Absolutely. Vehicle driving. Uh, White Cadillac. Police like thick He sounds like Foster Brooks. Second 
Bobby Fox on our second half. Are you following? One ten, we're at fourth and second. One ten, Bobby. <laughs> He's so drunk. I believe the driver is uh, African male. Copy. I have a report African. of a light-skinned black male. That doesn't mean black. I was at that intersection oh, with no, that vehicle. Uh, he was an EDP. I copy. Vehicle is backing northbound on Marquette to fourth. I need another shot. Okay, vehicle westbound on fourth. I spilled my uh, whiskey coke. <laughs> he's going to be going the wrong way here pretty soon. That happened. Happy westbound on fourth. About to go this wrong. Is, this is daily in downtown. Okay, he's making a U turn. It is going daily. Back the other direction. Nobody will cover this. No press to start to do. No stations will do anything. But you can find it here on Minneapolis911.com. Okay, looks like you might be pulling over here. Just past Marquette on fourth. He's back where he started. Possibly stopping fourth and Marquette. Come on, back. Copy. Take her off again. Copy 106 to acknowledge. Get a direction. One ten. Happy eastbound on fourth. Clear K9 on three. 106 to acknowledge. 106, Abby. He's stopped in front of the jail on fourth. Stopped in front of the jail. Excuse me. So they they never catch this guy. Oh uh, what? I don't think they do. Well, he was drunk, that so. That just hit a cyclist. <gasps> Portland and Fourth, we're gonna be out checking EMS code three. Oh. EMS code three, Portland and Fourth for a hit cyclist. One ten is a suspect vehicle stop. One ten, we are southbound on Chicago at Sixth Street. Copy, southbound Chicago at six. They're a canine on three. They're almost at Tevin's house. Nine five one. I'm starting you for this vehicle. Sometimes when I'm listening to these, I can hear them going by my house. Still southbound on Chicago. He's playing cat and mouse here. No, they they they, at, they get this guy watched. We're at Seventh Street. He stops periodically and then takes off again. We're at Seventh in front of Nick's house. That's my house. <laughs> crossing ninth. Please alert. Freeze. Just cross fourteen. Crossing fourteen. One of six can ask state if there's any troopers around. Possibly pet this guy. Happy. We're still top on on Chicago at 17th. It's gonna heavy traffic. Hey, you're turning westbound on 17th. Westbound on 17th. That place yeah, does get really traffic-y Happy because they center. shut Franklin well, what ha down. Well, what, ha what happens yep. is MPD calls in state troopers, and state troopers come and they throw sticks down, about flat sticks, and they flatten his tires. Oh, is he, so he's naked driving? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do they know? This guy would be so perfect for well, your podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. why did... I used to be an extensive streaker. For real, it used to be a big thing for me. What? Really? I loved it. Oh yeah, Why? I thought it was funny because I had a good body for comedy. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't to turn people on. Well, You—that's a okay. We need to talk about that more. Um, but <laughs> also, like, yeah, I'm the opposite. Really? Like, yeah. Okay. Total opposite. If this guy yeah. was on drugs, which drug do you think it would be? Cocaine? Oh, alcohol. No, he was on alcohol. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. alcohol number one, then meth or meth, coke, yeah, yeah something okay. like that. But meth probably. Anything, anything to do with sexual. It's usually like meth. sex mm -hmm. or upper. Sex is meth. Okay, yeah. Yeah. but you just said being naked doesn't necessarily mean. Sexual. We've talked about this before. When you not do, for me. <laughs> when you do when you do meth, it, all your orifices dilate, all of them. So, so you'd have like a huge. I've never checked. No, like you, a huge giant pee hole. All your orifices dilate on, on meth. I asked specifically about a pee hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
And okay. anyway, that's I think that's all our 911 calls. And okay. all those are from yesterday, by the way. So they're timely. Um, so here, okay, so so we're going to like kind of recap this. I did want to, I mean, we're going long right now, but I'd like to take five minutes if we can, Robert, to like talk a little bit about more about what I wanted to know. And no. um, what I've been listening to, <laughs> no, okay, we're <laughs> done. Uh, what I've been listening to with Profession Confession um, have been your latest, and they're focused on you confessing all about your heroin addiction. And That's right. I had kn- I had known pieces of that because of being in the comedy scene and mm. hearing rumors and things like that, but never anything directly. Um, I wanted to say, like, I think it's super cool and authentic and raw, and, like, it's heartbreaking to listen to, but also um, it's it's ki- it's kind of freeing in a weird way to listen to as well because sure. you're like man if he can say that then like it gives you p- other people courage i guess you know to Ye- to come out like and say it's not that you know what we all have demons and oh it's, yes it's okay so in your in your addiction did your family mm-hmm. fu- know that you were an addict did they get to that point i would say so i had the benefit of being on the west coast and they lived in minneapolis so i kind of had that where they're just like no, there's just something wrong with them. So I had, you know to, I had I mean? the same as an advantage. Yeah, an yeah, advantage. yeah. So I had the same. I had the same the advantage. So my family never knew, found out that I was an addict mm-hmm. until I told them years later after I was clean. So, and I think that's good because once your family considers you a drug addict, yeah, you kind of just go off the deep end because you're like, who cares? No, my, my family thinks I'm a drug addict. I'll just be a drug addict. So I. I think I, that's true. I think, yeah. I think it's a big factor. I think if your family doesn't know that you're an addict, you can get not be an addict anymore. I think once everybody in your life knows that you're a drug addict and you're a piece of crap, yeah, then you're a piece of crap. It's a big thing I'm trying to make into a comedy bit, but that, you know, like I've never met a junkie who enjoys being a junkie. No, it's you know sucks. what I mean. It's, it's a just shitty sucks. life, man. And yet, the reason people don't come out of it and ask for help, first of all, is because they call it help. Uh, second of all, is because the second you admit it, you lose everything. You lose all your standing. Every argument you have is like, oh, I knew that when you said that thing, you were on drugs. And then you have to live with your parents. And you have to, like, it's just, and basically the consequences of being honest are worse than staying a junkie. And, like, that's the truth of how we treat addiction, you know? Right. And it's, uh, you know, like, it's really debasing, like, to where you can't have an opinion and, People really go like, you know, you just need to start over and yeah, work you're on a drug yourself. Act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you're a drug addict. Yes. You you, nothing it's, you it's says matters. Super dismissive. And, and, and I, yeah. I hit it for most people in my life. Yeah. Which was a big advantage for me. Yeah. If I didn't, if my friends and family knew I was a drug addict, I would have just been deemed a drug addict. And yeah. I would have fell way in the cracks. Right. But because they, di- I didn't let them know I was a secret drug addict. Yeah. And I would, I would go home at night after being with my friends and freebase all night till the next morning and absolutely. then sleep all day and then go out with my friends so mm-hmm. they never knew absolutely he's but, always asleep but, when but, we're up but I was a, yeah. dr- a real drug addict yeah okay so because I have so so much more to ask and to talk mm-hmm. about like I, I literally feel like I just got into like 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 you're drinking a nice cold Sprite and like mm-hmm. You just you got a warm you sprite. opened a, or a warm Sprite like I have offered our guests and no one will take it um but like you just opened the can and you're looking forward to the sip and I didn't get the sip yet. So mm-hmm. I'd love to make this a part one if we can. Sure. And have you and Tevin back in that studio because right now, especially like especially right now for Minneapolis, 
we are in the midst of a heroin epidemic. It I is. I know, and I'm missing the whole thing. I hear an OD every single day. On but the I think that with fentanyl. Yes, and and fentanyl, I think yeah. that with your with your podcast doing so well, and with with that being like an addictive podcast to listen to. <laughs> Um, if I let can kind of turn heroine. this around, let yeah. it be your heroine. Um, and with Nick's history and, and kind of how our shows do tie together in a in an odd way, um, there there's just so much more for us to talk about. So I'm game. so this time now, I would like to just thank Gabe Noah and Tevin Pittman for being on the show. Um, Profession Confession again. You can find, I think, simply by googling Profession Confession with Gabe Noah Absolutely. at this point. Um, but please do give it a listen. It's it's an amazing show. Um, I'm addicted to it, and I'm admitting it to everyone right Thank now. Thank you very much. You should, you should be addicted to it. <laughs> um, and He's a pusher. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to have you guys back for a part two, um, because like I said, I'm, I'm wanting so much more right now. So yeah, I think you name it. It's a good fit. We'll be here. Yeah, great. It's a good fit for our, for our show. It is. Same, same topics. Corporate yeah. synergy. And, and how to contact and you guys, Yeah, I would say Kevin. for anybody that wants to listen, we drop our episodes usually every Tuesday. What if they want to be a guest? Yeah, they want to be. If they want to be a guest, that's perfect. Email us um, info at profession confession. We have a uh, form they can fill out on our website. They can send us messages on Twitter at Gabe Noah Podcast. Hit it, like us on Facebook, Profession Confession Podcast with Gabe Noah. We want um, you to come we're, on. Yeah, we're, we're looking yeah. for cops. We're looking for anybody Anything. that has a. Oh, career I want in life a coroner death. to be on your. Me show. too. No, that right. that is one of the things that we're. Uh, yeah. Looking for it's, right it's now. hard in this city to get anybody that's still on the job. Yes. To do anything, and we they'll get fu- they'll get jet. They call it jacked up. We, want, yeah. uh, we, we actually like having like retired people because they have more. They, they yeah, we, we've had Loose lots of retired cops yeah. on that just yeah. just retired this year. But anybody on the job, they'll get jacked up. And Way harder. Oh, yeah. Jacked yeah. up. That's why, and we do do it anonymous, and we work with a a guy in a very highly placed law enforcement thing to help us keep it anonymous. So great. Yeah, okay. For anyone who's listening. Thank you so much again yeah, for being thanks on. For being on um, man. Thank you guys very much. Please listen to our next episode. We will be back very soon. Um, you can find us as always on the Tom Bernard Network, Minneapolis911.com and iTunes. Yep. And, and we'll be back. Yeah, Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 with L.A. Nick and Hesley Ray. Download a new episode every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. on the Tom Bernard Network and Minneapolis911.com. For further information on today's and past shows, go to Minneapolis911.com. Minneapolis 911 post-production provided by Nancy Keene and Zachariah Putney. This show is a Robert W. Morgan production. I'm Casey Moore. Thank you for listening to Minneapolis 911.